Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Deadpan Studio Presents, a show by Deadpan Studio Podcasts. I'm your host, The Matt, this week. It is just me. It is only me, but that is okay. Uh, today, we've got an interview with Miss Dana Emmett Hall, who is the founder and owner of THC here in Glasgow, which stands for The Hall Connection. Now, The Hall Connection is a cannabis uh, medical dispensary, or let me redo that. It is a medical cannabis dispensary um, here in Glasgow. So we've got some really interesting things to talk about, about her, you know, how she got into this, uh, some of the things that she offers, information behind it, how some of this is supposed to work, um, as well as uh, some of the things that they face since trying to open one here, um, and so on and so forth. So I hope you all get to enjoy that. But until we do that, we have got to get through the business, as always. You can get us by email at deadpanstudio18 at gmail.com. I'm going to enunciate that a little bit better. Deadpanstudio18 at gmail.com. We have a website, deadpan-studio.com. We're working on updating it. Uh, we're also on social media, deadpanstudio18 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we're also on a bunch of streaming services, which includes iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Deezer, Overcast, PocketCast, Castro, CastBox, YouTube, and Podbean, deadpanstudio.podbean.com. It's a website as well as an app. Go check it out. It's our lovely server who has treated us well. We love you, Podbean. And yeah. All right. So let's get into it then. And let's talk to Miss Dana Emmett Hall with THC The Hall Connection. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a very special guest here tonight on Deadpan Studio Podcast. Uh, we have the owner and founder of the Hall Connection here in Glasgow, Kentucky. Now, now, uh, this young lady right here uh, has graced us with her presence tonight um, to talk about her business, how she got into it, and things of the like. And her name is Miss Dana Hall. So please, everybody listening around the world who might be listening to this, Silently in your cars. Welcome her to the show. Hi, Dana. Hi, Matt. Thank you for having me on tonight. Well, thank you for coming on here. It's, it's. I know uh, things can get crazy with uh, things at home, so we just kind of we do the best we can, especially uh, with uh, the way things are with COVID right now, don't we? Absolutely, absolutely. So. I guess a good jumping off point would be, um, of course, explain a little bit about what your business is. What is the Hall Connection? The Hall Connection is a, um, a cannabis dispensary. We are uh, operating under state and federal guidelines. We are um, one of the first in the state to, to be open. We have been open since April of 2017, and we began as part of the Hemp Pilot Program. So the Hemp Pilot Program, that's a uh, that's just a program that the state of Kentucky started in order to, I guess, not as a trial run, but see how things go with a certain select uh, satellite areas to try uh, medicinal cannabis and cannabis products, correct? Right, right. It started with industrial hemp, um, and all of our products are um, within those federal guidelines um, that we, we have uh, at the state and federal level. And that's a very important point right there, is that 
every single thing i'm sure you all are under so much scrutiny uh for all you know all this happening um coming in especially to a, a little town like glasgow kentucky uh, which you know the younger generation coming up is trying you know to make some worthwhile changes but it seems like some of the old guard just doesn't want to let that go Glasgow is a very unique community. We have, um, we just have a lot of old-fashioned roots here in our community, and that's what makes us special. You know, they they say we're about twenty years behind the rest of the country, and <laughs> and it seems so in so many ways. But then there's other ways that we are um, leaps and bounds ahead of the rest of the world. So, very excited to to be a part of the uh, pilot program and to open up our store and offer this, this medicinal herb to so many of our clients. We've just been very blessed. So so what really got you into, you know, this whole idea of becoming a, uh, a medicinal uh, cannabis, uh, you know, dispensary and product offer? Well, I never would have dreamed in a million years that this would have been where my life would lead me to. <laughs> but... Here we are. Yeah. I have a son, have a son who's going to be 16 on August 27th. He's oh. going to be celebrating his 16th birthday. Oh, well, congratulations um, to him. Thank you. Thank you. He is, it, it's actually his business. Um, I started this whole journey uh, just because of Cameron. I started Whenever he was diagnosed, he was diagnosed the day he turned 18 months old um, with classic autism. And I just, you know, I, I didn't know what to do. The doctor that diagnosed him, he told us to go out and buy a book. You know, the book was over uh, ABA therapy. I bought the book, read it, and started teaching him all that I knew to do. And then I, I started getting in these Yahoo groups. You know, years ago, they were Yahoo groups. Oh, I remember those. those groups with, with the moms and dads of, of children that had autism. And we would share our stories, and we would talk about, you know, different treatment things that we were trying with our kids. And, you know, fast forward 15 years down the road, and, and you know, the treatment turned to cannabis as one of the leading uh, potential potential therapeutics. And so I dug in and I just researched all that I could research. I went to conferences. I went to trainings. I have been from coast to coast. I've been to Maine. I've been to uh, Nevada. I've been just North Carolina, everywhere that I could go that I could get information and meet people in the industry and learn from their lectures. And I just dug in with both heels and decided, you know, this is a potential treatment for my son. I did everything with Cameron, Cameron uh, naturally. I had never put him on a prescription medication for his autism because, you know, it, it was just just based on my experience I had been a teacher and a therapeutic foster parent in the past and I had seen the road that so many of my children had gone down with 
prescription medications, and mm-hmm. I am not against prescription medications at all. I would have been dead a long time ago had it not been for modern medicine. However, with Cameron, he's very sensitive to everything. So I had to be very cautious about what I put into his body because, you know, he, he just didn't react the way that a lot of people would react with certain things. So yeah, everybody reacts I tried to certain nat- things. Yeah. So I did everything naturally, and, and that is what led us to uh, industrial hemp. Well, I, I tell you, I tell you what, um, you know, I'm a, of course, uh, I've never hit anything like that. I mean, it's one of those things in this community, you know, some people, you know, will say, I stand with, you know, this certain area, but then, you know, that's behind closed doors. And then when they're out in front, you know, people kind of shy away from it. But I, I've always been a, a firm believer that there are some major medicinal, you know, per, I hate to say perks, but many positives in order uh, you know, for different certain diseases as well as physical and mental type of challenges that people face every day in which, you know, medicinal, uh, you know, products like CBD, um, I mean, even marijuana, that really works a lot better than any sort of other therapeutic drug. Now, that's not saying it works for everybody. Of course, everybody's different. Um, but it's just a matter of finding what works best for who it's involved with. And in your case, it sounds like it's, uh, it's really helped your son out. It has increased his language tremendously. It has decreased his behaviors. Um, Cameron's been unable to attend public schools for the last four years. It just became, um, so bad, you know, that they were having, this was prior to CBD, um, they were having to evacuate the special needs classroom, you know, for the oh, safety wow. of the other children. And they would restrain him. And I did not want him restrained um, due to his behaviors. And, and so we just decided we was going to pull him out and we was going to try this, you know, because at the time it still was not federally legal at the time. Correct. Yeah. Uh, it was back. 2014, 2014, you know, it just started coming out on the market, and it didn't become fully federally legal until um, the, the 2018 Farm Bill. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when we started, we were worried, you know, that we were going to get in trouble with the school or get social services called on us mm-hmm. or, you know, getting taken away from us. There were just so many factors that that led to us, you know, thinking, okay, the best thing we can do for him to not worry about none of that and just pull him out and treat him at home. And that was the best decision we have made. His beha- his behaviors are uh, 95% under control. I'm, I've not ever had to restrain him not one time at home. Um, his, his, he, he is with the people who know him and know his behaviors and know his communication methods. Cameron's considered nonverbal, but thanks to CBD and, and industrial hemp, we have been able to get questions or to get uh, words and functional communication from him. We don't have conversations, but he can answer yes and no questions. He can tell us exactly what he wants. Um, it, it's very blunt and to the point. You know, I want Dairy Queen, please. 
um, and he, he's so good with his manners. He, he says please after everything that he wants, you know, but he, he knows how to ask for what he wants. If he wants a drink or he wants a certain toy or a movie or a place to eat, he has the skills now to, to request that. Whereas before, we didn't have that. All we had was behaviors and trying to guess what that behavior meant. Yeah, and uh, and I can, I can totally relate to that. Uh, when one of the times I, uh, sorry kids, uh, listening at home, uh, <laughs> I use kids very loosely. Uh, I uh, went to college a couple of times, and one of the times I went to college, I actually minored in psychology. And one of the things I did um, was I went to Hopkinsville's community college for about the about a term of a year and a half almost two years, and when I did, I worked at one of the mental hospitals down there through the school, as in, like, uh, I didn't go to the mental hospital. What I did is that any special needs person that they thought could, you know, get some uh, good experience coming in, they would actually bring them over to the college, and we would work with them to try to help them earn themselves a degree. And just some of the, uh, you know, just some of the individuals that were in there, uh, some of them were very, very low end autistic. Some of them were, were on different ends of the spectrum. Um, but I, I tell you what, just knowing about some of those behaviors where some of them were not, you know, very verbal, you know, they're not able to communicate as well as others. It's just, just to know that, you know, when you're saying that your son has gone from nonverbal to being able to communicate is just amazing and mind blowing to me. Um, and it, it gets you just so much respect. Not that you really want or need it because this is your son, but I, I, I tell you what, it's just, it is amazing to hear the progress, you know, that he's been able to make because of, uh, you know, the, the factors of affecting him. Absolutely. It's just been amazing to watch his progress. It has been a true blessing. And every every bit of it has been worth it just to get the results that we've gotten from Cameron and just to, to be able to know, you know, that, that we started this business from him for him, you know, as a way to hopefully keep him from ever having to go into an institution. And that's um, like, that he the, would have, that's like one of the biggest, yeah, that he, <laughs> like one of the biggest driving factors right to you know just to do this is just your son you know just to keep going no matter what no matter what i can't give up on him and i've got to i've got to do what he needs done and you know being able to help the community it's it, it's become my passion and i'm so thankful for the opportunity i'm so thankful for every customer that comes through the door for every testimony that we have about our products. And and we just have nowhere to go but up. It just it's just this is the beginning of a beautiful, beautiful thing. I, I completely agree. Uh, now what are what are uh, now, now some of the people uh some of my friends and the people I uh, encounter in the community uh, a lot of them uh, do take CBD and a lot of products like that uh, for a bunch of uh, you know different things like anxiety and depression. Uh, now, what do you see most uh, for people that come in looking for those products? Uh, is it mainly for people for anxiety, or is it 
And what do you mostly see? And the younger the younger generation is definitely anxiety, depression. Um, I see a lot of patients with um, oh, the words the words leaving me right now. It's not Alzheimer's, but it's a uh, where they have tremors. Oh, what is the name of that? Yeah. Um... Oh my gosh, I can't think. Parkinson's. Parkinson's, yes. Parkinson's. I have had an onslaught of Parkinson's patients. I don't know if they're chatting about it in their support groups or, <laughs> or what, but they are seeing amazing results with Parkinson's patients. And I have a lot of, of cancer patients, too, that come in to see me. And that, that's, to me, the, the saddest part about what I do is because I am so tightly regulated in, in mm-hmm. what I can offer that, you know, I don't have the flexibility to, to give them as strong as what they need, you know? Um, yeah. and that's, that's the, the, the thing that makes me the saddest about doing, doing this job is, is the people that I know need more. They're thankful for what they are being given. You know, they're thankful for their, their, products that we have to choose from and they do get results and and relief from the products but they can be getting so much more yeah i completely agree with that Uh, especially with uh, those that uh you know when they go through like pain management clinics and things like that i think some of these more natural products would have a less um addictive slash you know harsh effect on their you know on their entire system by going through this route yeah, that's been one of the uh, the hard things within our community. I, I have a lot of those people that have come to me to talk to me, and they they just can't use the products because if they test positive for THC, even though it's completely legal within the limits that we have, they're going to kick them out of the pain clinics, and they're not willing to risk losing losing their pain medicine. Yeah, that's a. That's one of the things about this community, too, which, uh, you know, I'm, we're not saying, you know, anything really bad about this community. It's all about how things have always been, and it's going to take time to change. You know, that's that's something that's understandable, and we wish it would – everybody wish cha- wishes good change could come a lot faster. But, you know, it's one of those things that they have to worry about, especially, like, going to a job, and if they test positive on, you know, surprise, you know, drug tests – you know, then the THC comes up, and then it's a you know their job that they have to worry about. We have a lot of that. Um, we have a lot of that that the people are just concerned about their jobs. You know, they they truly feel like the medicine is helping them, and they feel like they could get relief if they could try something stronger. You know, I have THC free products um, for for those situations, and I have you know Delta Eight products that if the test is for delta nine you know it's not going to show up so i do have the delta eight um which is another option but you know to get the full entourage effect that's what they kind of call it the entourage effect um you you need all of those cannabinoids working together you need the whole plant full spectrum product and and 
that's my opinion on the situation, um, just to get the best results for your body. Now, for uh, for those that are listening that are interested in your products, uh, what uh, maybe not going, uh, maybe not saying what every product you have because that could, you know, you could probably go on for a long time. But what are your, some of your most uh, popular or what types of products that you recommend to uh, anybody coming in? Mm-hmm. I apologize. There's a motorcycle going down the road. <laughs> we um, get that all the time too. I. <laughs> Definitely, definitely our CBD oils. Um, we have anything from a 250 milligram all the way up to a 6,000 milligram. So I have a wide variety of, of milligram strengths to offer our clients. And uh, what makes us a little different is we have um, terpenes. And a lot of people will be like, what is a terpene? I've never heard of a terpene. Um and ter- terpenes are basically the are, are they are basically the essential oils, the building blocks of the uh, the plant industry of the plants. Um, so each each strain of cannabis will have a specific terpene profile, and the terpenes that we have will be specific to those strains. So I have. ACDC, Gorilla Glue, uh, Skittles, OG Kush, all the Granddaddy Purples, and you know all all the big names that people would know in an in a terpene form. And what you do is you mix the terpenes in with your essential with in with your CBD oil, and then you have as close to a strain. Of, of cannabis that you can get within legal limits here in the state of Kentucky because we're not allowed here in Kentucky to have floral material even though federally floral material is legal in the state of Kentucky floral material is not see that's one of the big things that people need to realize is that you know, you all have to go run through so many different regulations. You know, you, you're, you know, have so many things that you have to go by one by one by one by one to make sure you're doing things the correct way and the legal way. People don't realize that, you know, this isn't like what you see in the movies or, you know, even in real life in some of the other parts of the country, Kentucky is even stricter on a lot of these uh, types of dispensary laws. Exactly. We're very tightly regulated. I would say Kentucky has the most tightly regulated program of any program that I'm aware of in any other state. And that's kind of sad because, you know, you would think that a natural product would be something that Kentucky would be jumping on. I mean, you know, Kentucky was known for for the longest time being a tobacco you know, just one of these natural things that has so much more harmful effects on the body than, you know, anything in these products. Exactly. It's unreal. Now, uh, you know, I just think it's really interesting that, you know, you said you'd never thought in a million years that you would, you know, go into, you know, where you are now, especially with this business. But do, do you know where you... um can you see where this 
business might possibly go uh, down the road. Because anybody that looks into the media right. of any kind, um, you all are going to get so much scrutiny for anything, you know. But aside from all that, looking at the possible change in this town, where do you hope that uh, your business and uh, the business of this type can go here? Well, I definitely want to help as many people as I can to recover from from whatever ailments they are having to deal with. But personally, my greatest desire is to be able to teach at college level about the endocannabinoid system and about medicinal cannabis. But Sullivan University in Louisville, Kentucky, just announced today that they're going to be offering a cannabis course. Wow, and I was kidding. so excited about that. That's amazing. And see, and that just shows that Kentucky's on its way into, you know, some worthwhile change, I think. So we are. And we're gonna be the leaders. I truly believe it. It's just we've got hurdles to jump through and um, but but hemp and cannabis is what Kentucky does best in all honesty. That and bourbon and horses is our, those are our staples, and that's what we're known for. And, you know, if you're going to be good at something, I couldn't think of anything better to be good at. I agree. Um, now, let's see here. If uh, Is there anything that now, I know COVID has had an effect on about every single business across this country. Uh, especially, you know, my my family's, uh, you know, business has taken a huge, huge hit. Uh, I'm sure it's affected yours as well. It has been so detrimental for us. Um, before COVID, we had just started taking off. And, and, you know, we opened in 2017. And when we first opened, CBD was everywhere. And people were buying it at the dollar store or Walmart or, you know, every pharmacy in town had CBD. And, you know, it, it was a challenge to get people to come and buy it from us if they could get it someplace else where they, you know, were at anyway, you know, mm-hmm. not have to make that extra stop. But then when people started realizing that they could come in and they could talk to me about what was going on. I'm not a medical doctor. Don't claim to be a medical doctor. You know, I'm just a a mother with, with years of experience in natural, natural remedies and just so happened to, to find this one and then went down that rabbit trail. So I'm not a doctor, but I have people that will come in and, and, sit down and they will explain what is going on you know with me to me they'll explain their situation to me and that gives me an insight into which terpenes to offer them because each terpene is again a different strain and will have different medicinal effects Um, so I can really tailor their treatment to what is best for that person, and and that's made a difference in increasing our business and, and helping our business to grow and stay afloat. And 
back before COVID in March, like I said, we were just starting to really take off good. And now we're hurting. We're, we're, we're hurting bad. And I've even considered, you know, having to close the business just because, you know, it, it cost me $1,800 a month just to open the door before I ever buy the first product to put on the shelf. Right. And it, it's, it's a small town. You know, we don't have large <laughs> endless supplies of, of great jobs with people with disposable incomes where they can buy this. Yeah. And another challenge we've had that, that's really been detrimental to us is the fact that people can get their medications, their prescription medications, for free or for, you know, just a minimal co-payment. Whereas with, with our product, you know, they're not cheap. So no. that, that's been another hurdle, you know, that we're, we're, we're facing because people right now, they're, they are, they're unemployed. They're not sure how they're going to get their next, paycheck and, and they certainly are not going to be buying CBD if they don't have to. Right. And I, I really hope that they do because I mean I, I feel like these products have a better you know effect on them than some of these prescriptions and you know less harm on the body itself and I, of course you know when you're putting people don't realize this or even stop to think about it when you're putting a medication in your body that's not natural it's created in the lab you're putting a substance that's foreign into your body in order to help you know your ailments you know it's going to have a you know let's take for example um say for example you know men who get older they start suffering from you know low t so they go in uh but then they're taking some artificial testosterone to help you know rejuvenate themselves well i mean there's some natural products out there that would work even better and they don't have the detrimental you know effect on their body like on their kidneys or anything like that you know a lot of these you know products like cbd and you know the hemp products it, it just it just makes more sense to me. It does to me too, but financially, people will look at, you know, they'll look at what they have to have with them. You know, they've got to budget their money. Yeah. They've got to pay their bills. They've got to feed their kids. So, yeah. I, I really hope soon that, you know, people will be able to maybe purchase it out of their flexible spending account or. Um, that there will be a way that it'll be cheaper for the people. And I hope and pray that people get to grow their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess the, the big important thing is that, especially during COVID, is, you know, I hope nobody out there loses hope, you know. I, I'm one of those people that thinks, yeah, COVID's going to be with us for a good while. We're not going to get rid of it. But I hope that we're able to, you know, get better and protect ourselves a little bit better so that we can boost ourselves again, not just as a people, but through the whole country, the economy, and maybe that, you know, things will start turning around. I'm hoping it does it quick. Me too. Me too. So how would people, um, now would you, if you did a, Oh, worst case scenario, if you did end up having to close up shop, would you still be able to sell product outside of a brick-and-mortar store? 
Absolutely. We're looking at e-commerce right now. That's one of the things that, that um, you know, $1,800 brick-and-mortar fee every month or $30 e-commerce fee every month. <laughs> it's like, okay, I see where we're headed here. Yeah, um, and, you know, it on the, you know, I hate to say this because it sounds kind of weird, but on the bright side, if, you know, by chance that does happen and you'd go to e-commerce, maybe that could help you, you know, especially expand your customer base a little bit too outside of just this immediate area, you know, maybe to other parts of Kentucky and things of that sort to where maybe, you know, we can go afloat and when this economy bounces back and people can start, you know, purchasing more, maybe that can help get you through until you can maybe have another grand reopening, maybe if, even if it's not at the same location. Yeah, that, that's the hope. That's the hope. Well, I'm—I tell you what, uh, I'm going to hope right there with you. Um, <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> um, now, where uh, can people find you uh, for all of your stuff? Actually, we are located inside a platinum salon and spa. We kind of started, you know, back in set in April of seventeen when we first. Uh, when we first opened the business, we kind of started with uh, CBD facials, CBD pedicures, CBD manicures, CBD scalp massages, perks that you get at the salon. We just kind of incorporated CBD into our business model, and we have a little we have a little room there in the side of the salon where all of our products are located. All of the staff at the salon have been trained on our products, and they understand um, how to encourage people, you know, with their with their dosing. Um, they understand, you know, the the broad spectrum that we have between THC free and full spectrum concentrate. Um, that they understand all of that, and they can help. They can help. We give everybody that comes to the salon a free sample if they want. You know, you don't even have to be a customer of the salon. Just come in and we'll give you a free sample. <laughs> now, uh, are you are on Facebook, uh, Instagram, correct? I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm old school. I really don't understand Instagram. I think my daughters <laughs> may post a few pictures or something on there for the business. <laughs> um, but definitely we're, we're on Facebook. Very cool. Now, the last little bit of this, um, I have a, I do have a set of questions here, and this is these are questions that I would like uh, that I ask everybody that we interview. Uh, there's twelve of them, and they'll go pretty quick if you don't mind. Okay. Okay. They start out really easy. So, for example, number one, what is your favorite word? My favorite word would be hope. Hope. What is your least favorite word? No. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite part Don't of the day? Like... Do what? <laughs> sunset. My favorite part of the day is sunset. I oh. love it. Love watching the sunset every afternoon. <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? Do I love? What sound or noise do I love? I love to hear my children talking to me. On the other side, what sound or noise do you hate? Squeaky, high-pitched squeals. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, uh, 
young kids crying and screaming and that kind of stuff. Don't don't care for that. And and loud barking dogs. I don't like the loud barking dogs. They're <laughs> love dogs. They're my thing. Dogs were my thing before him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what scent brings you joy? I love the citrus scents. Um, and, and that's, you know, ter- terpenes are kind of the, the, the scents of the cannabis. Mm-hmm. All the citrus strains are ones that I really, really find myself drawn to. Um, but I love the scent of, of fresh fruit, citrus fruit. <laughs> what scent brings you disgust? You know that smell that cars have sometimes and they smell like the oil needs to be changed or something and they <laughs> have do. that really bad <laughs> soft smell I, I really I don't like getting behind a car that smells like that it it makes me sick <laughs> <laughs> all right uh now we're getting into where they're a little more um you know they require just a little bit more thought um what uh I don't know if you consider hemp uh, outside of a profession, if you uh, if you consider it a hobby. But outside of that, is there a hobby that you've always wanted to try to attempt? Oh, absolutely! I've, I I love you know before hemp, I, I trained service dogs. I love doing ceramics. I love doing art, painting. A new hobby that I'd like to get into. I've always wanted to go kayaking and never really done that. I'd say that's the bucket list item. (laughs) I get that. I've never done it either, but always wanted to. (laughs) Um, Now, this one's kind of a funny one. And, of course, you don't have to say it. Um, And some people actually get kind of creative with this. Um, What's your favorite curse word? Now, it doesn't have to be one of the classics. Um, <laughs> like I've said, my favorite curse word is one my little nephew has come up with. He started saying, "Aw, shrimps. And that's just my favorite now. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely one drop F-bomb every once in a while. True story. <laughs> I hate it. It's one of my bad, one of, one of my worst, worst characteristics as a human is, is whenever I get upset I, I tend to drop the F-bomb but it's also the most versatile so <laughs> <laughs> alright so these are the most important three right here these, are, these just make you think a little bit if you could interview any famous person living or dead who would it be Woody Harrelson or Willie Nelson <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love Woody Harrelson. I love him to death. I really do. I watch everything he's in. <laughs> Me too. The Cowboy White. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Pepper. <laughs> he is. And Big Chief. I love Big Chief. <laughs> that's right. With the Kiefer Sutherland. And audience, if you have not checked out that movie, The Cowboy Way, check it out. It's amazing. <laughs> it is. It's one of the best. Um, now, this one's similar. Um, if you could have dinner with anyone of your choosing, doesn't have to be someone famous, but anyone of your choosing, living or dead, who would it be? 
if I could have dinner, Donald Trump, I need some answers. I need some action. I need something to happen. Somebody <laughs> needs to do some playing. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I figured one of the uh, one of our uh, guests would mention uh, doing that to get some answers. Would want to have dinner with El Trumpo. I call him El Presidente. <laughs> <laughs> El Presidente. Yeah. There's this. Uh, there's this. Uh, have you ever watched Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yes, I have. Mr. Love Colin it. Mockery. I'll follow him on Twitter. He's a genius, and he's turned. Uh, he's taken Donald Trump's name. The, his first and last name, and he's kind of mixed up all the letters, and he now calls him uh, Lord Lord Dampnut. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious, and that is so funny. Oh yeah. All right, so this one's the big one. This one's a, a complete hypothetical. So I tell that to anybody, no matter what their beliefs are in the afterlife or anything like that. I actually took this last question from a Mr. James Lipton. He was a uh, he passed away uh, last year, I believe it was. Um, and he used to host the show called uh, Inside the Actor Studio. He would teach a uh, he teach taught courses up at NYU and uh, on acting and things like that and theater. And he would always have some big name, whether it was a producer or a celebrity. I remember watching Dave Chappelle on there a couple of times. And he would always ask his questions at the end. So that's kind of how I tailored this. And as an homage to him, I took the very last question that he would ask. And uh, so this is what it is. If heaven exists, what would you like God to say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? Well done, my good and faithful servant. (laughs) That's about all we can wish for. Um, and hope for. So, you have officially made it. But I would like autism thing, you know? Yeah. How does he decide which child gets autism and which child does not? But then again, you got to decide which child gets cancer and which child does not. Yeah. uh, That's a rabbit hole I don't need to go to. I hope that if heaven is real, that I will have done my part here on this earth. Well, you've officially made it through your first podcast. <laughs> sure. I was a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> and you did well. You did so well. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is Ms. Dana Hall from The Hall Connection, THC. I love the play on words. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to honor my husband who passed away in 2016, and I wanted to definitely name it after my son. Mm. And and I do have a hope that he will have his own strain eventually. We're going to call it Cameron's Journey if I ever get that opportunity. We're going to have our own strain, but and just really, really appreciate you, Matt, taking the time to to reach out to me. I was scared to death to do the to do the. Uh, to do the podcast. I was afraid I was going to say the wrong things, but you made it such a nice experience, oh. and you just really made me feel comfortable, and I, I, I can tell that, you know, you're speaking from the heart when you speak to me, and that we're on the same page, and, and I thank you for that, and I thank you for uh, giving me this opportunity to share our story. 
Well, thank you very much for being on here. And I know the audience is going to love listening to this as much as I got to speak with you. So I guess that will be it. Um, I will catch the audience here when I record the outro. But Dana, thank you so much for being on here with me tonight. Thank you very much, Matt, for the opportunity. I am very blessed for this opportunity. You're welcome. Dana Hall, everybody. THC. The Hall Connection, catch her on Facebook. Talk to y'all in a bit. I hope everybody enjoyed that interview with Miss Dana Hall. She is a sweetheart. Oh, my gosh. We had a, a few minutes to talk after um, the interview, and I, I just tell you what, she's just a doll. Um, please check out her product over at The Hall Connection on Facebook, THC. It's... <laughs> Outside of the funny name, she has some really good stuff, and she's very passionate about her work, her business. Please check it out. Everybody is hurting because of COVID, and uh, you know we really need to support the local community, support the local economy, so make sure to do that, especially with uh, this business, because I really think she's doing good work. So, as always, if you would like to reach us, you can get us at deadpanstudio18 at gmail.com. You can also get us at deadpanstudio18 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as all those lovely streaming services that I mentioned at the beginning, including uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, YouTube, and especially, especially Podbean, deadpanstudio.podbean.com. And for this week for Deadpan Studio Presents, I have been your host, The Matt. This has been Deadpan Studio Presents by Deadpan Studio Podcast. We'll catch you guys later. See ya.